friends, and welcome to my treehouse. My name is Miss Adventure, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. You can grab a hold of the rope ladder and climb on up to join me. Watch your step, and grab a cushion to sit on. Here in Miss Adventure's treehouse, I love having fun, being silly, sharing stories, making new friends, and in the process, learning what makes Jesus so special, and what makes us so special to Him. Our story is getting good, isn't it? Last time, even though Elo couldn't talk directly with Jasmine and Walter, he was writing his love for them on everything, trying to remind them that no matter what, he loved them so much. And then we watched him as he made a crazy decision, a decision he had actually planned out since before starting the story, the decision to pick up his red pen and write himself into their story, not just as their creator, but as a sloth like them. Let's jump back in today and find out what happens when Elo uses his magical red pen. Today's story is called Elo's Story Part 6, Redemption. As the red pen scratched across the page, words were creating the sloth that Elo was becoming. He gave himself a new name, one fitting for his role as a sloth inside of this world. The name Elikai, meaning savior, for he was here to do whatever it would take to save his beloved friends from the destruction they allowed to take over their world. Elikai grabbed a hold of a vine and swung himself up to a tree branch. From one branch to another he swung, experiencing the world he had created in a different way, as a real creature with a real body. He felt the breeze through his fur as he swung faster than lightning, toward the tree he knew Walter and Jasmine were in, and he felt the sadness that had covered the entire rainforest. While it was still beautiful and lush as he had created it, it was now surrounded by evil, as if covered by a dark cloud. Walter, what was that? They stopped munching on leaves to listen to the noise again, still hanging upside down as they had for months. It was a rustling noise they hadn't heard in a long time. I think it's coming from that direction. Walter's eyes looked to the side. Jasmine looked shocked, and Walter turned his head around to get a better look. Something very much like the two of them was approaching, and quickly. They froze, not that it was much different than their normal movement, as the swinging creature passed. They did not want to be seen, as their lack of energy provided no way of escape if this was a predator. Then a wave of unexplained joy welled up inside of each of them. Was that a sloth? If it was, he sure has more energy than we do. Which means there must be bonka berries somewhere. Let's follow him. Jasmine. How are we going to do that? <sighs> right. If we see him again, you should ask where he got his bonga berries. Maybe he'll bring us some. Me? Why can't you ask, Jasmine? You're the one that wants to know. In all honesty, Walter wanted to know more than anything in the world. He just didn't like letting Jasmine know she was right. I hear him coming again. Before they could even get a good glimpse of him, the sloth, Elikai, stopped on the branch in front of them. 
Hello? His voice gave a spark to a fire long dead inside of Jasmine. Oh, hi, are you a sloth? Walter tilted his head and squinted his eyes as he stared at Elikai. They could obviously both tell that he was. Except he looked full of life, swinging upright instead of hanging upside down, just like they used to be. Oh yes, my name's Elikai. I'm Jasmine. She spoke more quickly than she had in months. And I'm Walter. It's good to meet you. I'm still getting used to this speed. Elikai flipped his body to hang upside down, joining his new, yet old friends. Well, then don't hang upside down. Swing, frolic. Don't tell him what to do. Walter gave a sideways, hateful look in Jasmine's direction. Then he leaned close to Elikai, using all the strength that he had. Where did you find the bonga berries? <laughs> all three sloths looked to the ground. There stood Stryker, showing his teeth. My, my, my. Where did you come from? Stryker said, noticing the third sloth in the tree. Leave him alone, Stryker. I guess you're right. I don't need to waste my time on another slow sloth. I've got bigger concerns as king of this place. He growled and darted back into the thick forest, looking for other trouble to cause. Isn't the sunlight beautiful? Elikai hoped he could remind them of all he had created for them and revive their love for him. Mm, it's too bright, complained Jasmine, grabbing another leaf to eat. Elikai gave her a funny look and grabbed one himself. You'll eat these? He said, taking a bite. Is there nothing that tastes better to you to eat? He asked, again hoping to remind them of himself by way of the bonga berries. There used to be. Jasmine looked sadly toward the top of the tree where the berries used to grow. Bonga berries? he asked. That's right, answered Walter. Where can we find some? I'll show you soon, friends, but for now, I must be on my way. I'm on a mission. Before he swung away, Jasmine noticed something in the way Elikai looked at her. Something that made her heart skip a beat. Okay, Elikai. Please come see us again soon. Jasmine's heart burned within her, so grateful for this new friend full of life and energy. He gave her hope. There it is. Elikai swung above Stryker's empty cave, noticing the hole which allowed sunlight to fall upon Stryker's bonga tree. He looked at the tree, and with the authority of his words, he spoke to the seeds of the tree, removing their power to reproduce. Then, knowing Stryker would return soon, he got to work quickly placing long limbs over the opening, and then giant leaves. He layered more limbs and more leaves until a sturdy roof was formed, blocking all the sunlight. You've had power over my world long enough, Stryker, but not for much longer. Its rightful king is here. He stepped back and looked at his work. It would do the job he intended, blocking the light so that no more bonga berries could form. Stryker's speed and power would have a definite end now. Not today, but soon. Elikai swung through the forest, away from Stryker's cave, to the top of the trees. When he got there, his heart dropped. Yes, he knew about the destruction that Stryker had caused, and he'd even seen it. 
But now, to be here in the midst of it, was almost more than he could bear. The tops of the trees still contained some green, but were singed brown and black. There were no flowers and absolutely no bonga berries. No way for his sloths to hear his voice. Death, he whispered. The scene brought tears to Elikai's eyes, then sobs to his little body. The devastation that Stryker had caused made him weep. Jasmine and Walter's hearts had been full ever since that morning meeting Elikai. In fact, they had only stopped talking about him long enough to put a leaf or two in their mouths ever since. Where do you think he came from? No clue. From Ilo. Before they realized who spoke, Elikai was hanging upside down next to Jasmine. Oh, hi, Elikai. How long have you been here? Long enough to hear your question. I came from Ilo, too. He wrote me into his story. You seem so... familiar. Elikai smiled. I'm glad you think so. Do you know Ilo? Yes. Well, we used to. Until Jasmine gave that bonga berry to Stryker, that evil jaguar, and ruined it for all of us. Walter, it's not my fault. She quickly changed the subject. How are you so fast, Alikai? I thought Stryker destroyed all the bonga berries. Oh, he did. They're gone. But I don't need bongas. Really? Do you also hear Ilo's voice? wondered Walter aloud. I do. And he wants me to tell you something. Really? Jasmine couldn't hide the hope fighting for space in her heart. Yes. He wants you to know that he loves you. I told you, Jazz, that leaf, that really was from Elo. I'm not so sure. And he wants me to tell you that he's fighting for you, not against you. He's on a secret rescue mission to get you back, to pay for your wrong and to welcome you back as his friend again. Oh, how they both wanted to believe his words. But in their minds, they could still hear Stryker's voice, too. He doesn't love you any more than I do. You're worthless, Sloths. You gave up his kingdom to me. I'm here as part of this mission. You've got to believe me. Ilo loves you more than you can even comprehend. Still. Then why did he take our bonga berries? Your choice has allowed Stryker to take your bongas, not Ilo. He's going to bring them back to life. They both looked at the top of the tree, at the leaves half brown and black, burned by the evil. Could anything come to life up there ever again? Wondered Walter. I know, it's hard. But you've got to believe me. Do you trust me? Yes, I, I think so, Walter answered slowly. I want to added Jasmine. By tomorrow morning, the price for your disobedience will be paid, and bonga berries will flourish again. If you choose to, and it is your choice, you'll be allowed to hear Ilo's voice again. You can hang here existing, or you can find real life again. But you've got to trust me about this. 
and you've got to return to the tops of the trees tomorrow. They both looked up three feet above their heads. It was such a short distance, but it would take them a long time to get there, and more energy than they had right now. Elo, Jasmine spoke to their creator, just in her thoughts, for the first time in months. I want you more than anything. Please help us. I've got more work to do. Whatever you do, don't forget. Elo really loves you. He still does. Elikai sat alone now, atop the tallest tree, and looked down through the leaves at his creation hanging upside down from the branches, bearing the weight of their sinful hearts and choices. Even when they weren't being who he created them to be, in fact, quite opposite, he still loved them more than the entire world he had created. His heart ached for them to be as he created them, the fastest and most acrobatic animals in the rainforest, and even more, his friends. He missed watching them play in the waterfall, fly through the trees, and most of all, talk with him here at the top of the bongaberry tree. He would do anything to make his world right again and he knew just what he had to do. Tiny cries sprang up from Elikai's chest. This time, sadness for what he was about to go through. Walter, I want you to know me and hear my voice. Jasmine, I want to be your king and friend forever. I didn't create you pointlessly. I created you because I wanted to be with you. <laughs> when you doubt me and choose to disobey by not trusting me and giving that berry to Stryker, it stopped you from hearing my voice. It caused you to die. You still exist, but you aren't living. And I want you back so badly. I want you to have life. I want to be your king again and watch you rule this rainforest by my side. <laughs> and today, you will have the chance again. He was able to look past the pain that was coming, and a smile covered his face. Today, these bonker berries will return to life. The power of evil that destroyed them will be broken, and you can come here again to be with me. Please understand my love through this, dear friends. As he finished speaking, he filled his lungs with air one last time and breathed out slowly across the rainforest canopy. Life flew from his lips across every treetop. The air left his lungs and stung. He wanted desperately to take in another breath, to fill his sloth lungs again, but more than that, he wanted to have Walter and Jasmine back. And the only way to do that, he knew, was to trade his life for theirs. To remove death and in its place give life. A life had to be given up to death, a payment, a sacrifice. His breath, the breath that created the rainforest, could be used to bring the dead bonga trees back to life so that his dear Walter and Jasmine could find him again. Elikai lay lifeless. For a moment, nothing happened. But then, 
all around Elikai. One by one, leaves turned green, purple flowers bloomed, and new life was created. It had happened. Death of the Creator, the Authority, the Perfect One, had brought life. Friends, he did it! Elikai, Elo, gave up his perfect life to bring Walter and Jasmine back to life and give them the opportunity to be his friends again, just like Jesus did for us. Jesus, God, wrote himself into our story and took on himself the weight and punishment of our sins by giving his life as a sacrifice for us. That's what he did on the cross. He knew there was no way we could be close to him again with the sin in our hearts. So he did what only he could do. And now, we can be his friends. And spoiler alert, just like Jesus, Elikai won't stay dead. He's coming back to life so that he can be Walter and Jasmine's friend again. So don't worry. But will Jasmine and Walter choose to believe Elikai? Will they give up their lifeless way of living and find their way to the bonga berries in the morning? Join me next time to find out, friends. I love you, and God loves you so much more. Bye-bye! <laughs>